the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I mean, two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon, are off today, but we do have a special guest coming on. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And that certificate's actually worth over $100, so it's a nice little prize. Uh, today's uh, trivia theme is just miscellaneous trivia, and today we have a uh, special guest who we've had on before, best-selling author and financial advisor, Ken Winans of Winans International. Hey, uh, uh, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay, buddy. Good, and uh, for the audience who might not remember, Ken's the one who actually got me into radio. It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a natural, pal. What can I tell you? Far better than me at it. Far better yeah. than me. All those hate letters I get, I get to throw them onto you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ken, you've, you've written a lot of articles uh, for Forbes. Uh, you've been published a lot. And uh, the most recent one that you had sent uh, was talking about kind of how things are a little eerily very similar to the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain that a little further? Well, you know, it, it's – I remember last year. I mean, just going back, as be, you know, between your radio show and ABC Radio and my Forbes articles, I've been talking about, look, uh, what quacks and acts like a duck usually is. Yeah. And when you have too much liquidity being injected into the system, uh, I think most people would agree that, that the government overdid the COVID stimulus – Sure. The, the repercussions of that is what we now have. And I mean, last year they started with, well, this is just a temporary inflationary thing. And I said, I'm yeah. sorry, there is no historical facts yeah. anywhere in history, and not just U.S. history, but British history yeah. uh, or Br- British Empire history, that inflation just suddenly evaporates and disappears. That's not the way it works. Yeah. And so what we, when I say we're like the 70s, we had a very similar situation. We came off of a very unpopular war, i.e. Vietnam. We had political turmoil back then. Back then it was called Watergate. Today we have January 6th. Then you had, uh, you know, in the Federal Reserve, and then it was trying to keep the economy going. You know, they kept injecting lots of liquidity in the system. Then you had, uh, back then, it was the earth-shattering event that shut down the global economy. It was the Arab oil embargo which was stimulated because of the wars happening in the Middle East. You know, there were three major wars between Israel and its Arab neighbors during that time, not to mention 
Oh my gosh. I mean, you, you know, it's a history book here. But, the- but, but, but let, let me interrupt you for a second because one potential change or one difference may be that um, be- when Trump was in, were we energy independent? I mean, we actually had enough oil and fracking and all that kind of stuff that we, we it, it's different theoretically if Biden were to open things up. Well, yeah, I mean, it's never, you're 100% right. It's never 100% identical. And also back then, we had a falling currency because we went off the gold standard with the dollar. The dollar immediately lost a third of its value uh, against its global competitors. Uh, I think a lot of people thought Bitcoin was going to be that comparison. Obviously, that laid an egg to be very, I mean, kind here. But the the point being that the comparisons, and, and, and by the way, I'm also including social comparisons, you know, I, I literally did a talk in Florida. Look, back in the 70s, you had gay rights, women's rights. Yeah. Uh, there were, you know, um, migrant farm workers' rights with Hugo Chavez. Yeah. Uh, you know, I dare say you had a group called the Black Panthers yeah. that came out of the 60s, and that, was, that dealt with African-American rights. So, I mean, it's the same stuff in a lot of different ways. But the sure. more important part is that inflation took off, the Federal Reserve was late coming to the party to nip it in the bud. It, it, it ran for years. Edward, I know you remember it as I do. We were young. We were much younger back then. But I, my father ran a construct. We owned and operated a construction company. He had shortages of building materials. I remember he distinctly he had to stockpile toilets, showers, because he couldn't get them. Um, you know, when I started my career in real estate, I remember a very large realty office in San Diego. I worked out and there were no deals done for months, none, zero. So that, but that was on the late, that was on the aftermath of rising interest rates and everything that happened. But I I think that what I've just been trying to tell everybody is that, look, don't assume we're going to go back to what you perceive as normal, which was 30 plus years of very benign inflation uh, you know, low interest rates, next to nothing interest rates. As I put in my latest Forbes article about real estate, uh, I don't think we'll ever see mortgage rates that low ever again in my lifetime. That, that was a, that, that's over. We're not going to go back to mortgage rates where they are today, I think is going to be the norm going forward. If you can even get a mortgage, because I think qualifying is going to be difficult, but there's just a lot of things that are going to be changing. And a lot of investors have got to get, you know, we had a Goldilocks zone for 30 years. Now you got to get into, and it's a different game. You can make money. You can definitely make money, but you got to shift things. You got to change your tactics. Gotcha. Okay. We're going to cut to a break here pretty soon. When I come back, I'm wondering, I'm going to ask you about stuff like price controls, you know, with inflation yeah. going crazy. I can just see the government coming in and saying, hey, we're going to fix uh, inflation. We'll just do the price controls on everything. And I can just see that being that, uh, that inflation fighting act they just passed in, in law. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. want to make a quick mention for the Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga, one of the nicest pools with the mineral baths and everything. You really need to check them out uh, at the Mount View Hotel and Spa there in Calistoga. All right, here's our first trivia question. And can you remember the uh, rules? If you know the answer, don't say anything until we come back from break. All right. First trivia question is... Carrots are a good source of which vitamin? All right. 
That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which, again, is worth over $100, so you want to call. Uh, carrots are a good source of which vitamin? All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment. On 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown along with my special guest, Ken Winans. Uh, let's see here. First trivia question. Uh, carrots are a good source of which vitamin? I think it's A. You are correct. It is A. Very good. good. For eyesight. Yes, that makes sense. That's right. Okay. So now, uh, Ken, I, we sort of tease the audience about what we want. We're going to talk about when we come back, and that is that you know, could one of the things that they control uh, inflation-wise is just to put price fixing, or, or I mean, uh, price controls to kind of say what the government says. Hey, you're not allowed to charge X for uh, whatever commodity. You know, we, we've, uh, it's, it's very sad. We're stilling, we're, we're literally taking a losing playbook that was, an, by most measures, a mess, and we're trying variations of it all over again. And what I do find somewhat ridiculous is that a lot of the people who are in power right now were in Congress back in the 70s. They knew this could all happen. They saw it. There was a Congressman Joe Biden, a Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi, Congressman Chuck Schumer, they were all there, all of them. They saw what happened and they decided to forget it and do it all over again. So let me tell you what happens with wage and price controls. It drives into a black market. You suddenly have shortages of things that it all goes underground. Uh, They actually get less tax revenue than they used to. They, all these things go wrong. That inflation fighting bill that they just passed the U.S. Chamber of Commerce came out very quickly, which, by the way, is a nonpartisan group yeah. uh, dedicated to a healthy economic system, and said this will not stop inflation. This, you're, you're, just, you're, right, you're raising taxes to pay for pet projects. This will not stop inflation. Unfortunately, we all know the remedy for inflation, and it's going to be continued contraction of the monetary base, meaning money that is out in the system. They're, they're, think of it like you're sopping up a lot of excess water on your sink. You have a sponge doing it. It takes time to sop it all up. You, you don't get it all in one pass. And that's what the Federal Reserve is trying to do right now. Um, they're very committed to inflation fighting. Um, I do think that it, it's a delicate balancing act to keep us out of a recession and the world out of a recession, and at the same time to restabilize everything. And we're at the end of the day, we're trying to go back to a healthy economy. But healthy also doesn't mean what we had the last 30 years of zero interest rates. I would argue that's not normal. Healthy is having rates that maybe go too high for a period of time, but then pull back, although they're not zero again, but maybe instead of being right now, you know, mortgages running at six, maybe mortgages are going to run at four and a half. And that will be the norm going forward. What do you, what do you think the prime rate will get to? Because it sounds like that's how they're going to try to fight inflation. Well, it's, it's actually, well, there's a lot of things they do. One of them is they just contract the monetary supply. They take money out of the banking system. Uh, banks are already beginning to, I mean, I even know my bank is talking about 
excuse me, curtailing uh, lines of unused lines of credit. I mean, this is the kind of stuff they do. They tried this in 2008 when things jolted. But yeah, rising interest rates is one of the things that, that's an outcrop of all this because the cost with less money, you have to pay more to get money to borrow. Uh, but, but, and by the way, this is global. It's not just the United States. Sure. Everybody has the same problem. But the end result is you asked how high could rates go. It yeah. really comes down to the extent of the inflation problem. Now, we had news come out today that inflation pulled back a little bit. Yeah. I would caution everybody, although we're all encouraged by that. I'm glad the stock market went up on the news and other things. But to remember that in the 70s, inflation did not go straight up. It was not a hockey stick. It, it had ebbs and flows for almost a decade. And I think we'll have the same thing play out here. We'll have some months it's lower, some months it's higher, some months it will be benign. It just it, It's going to be that way for a while. Well, I'm going I'm to point out one thing here that I heard, and that is one of the reasons that it pulled back was because uh, oil prices did drop. Oh, yeah. uh, but, but the reason it dropped apparently is because of lower demand. People are yeah. so inflation sensitive with uh, how much they could buy bread and eggs for. They just said, you know, we just can't drive as much. The, well, it's funny. I went to the city last night for dinner. And yeah. usually in the summertime, going to the city to have a nice meal, you would hit traffic going yeah. everywhere. I didn't hit any traffic at 6 p.m. heading across the Golden Gate Bridge. None. Uh-huh. Going, I went over to, by the way, a great restaurant, House of Prime Rib. You're looking oh, yeah. for, you like you know, and, and it was ironic because that day I was trading cattle futures and made about 5% in a, <laughs> about three hours. So wow. I said, hey, what, let's enjoy it. I know. Well, that, see, I'll talk about that in a moment, too, about commodities. Yeah. But the point being that, but again, on a, uh, you know, if this was a healthy economy, the people would be going to the city. They would be spending money. And I'm just saying, I don't, you know, it's not bad, but it's not good. It's a bit like a car with a transmission that's slipping. You're moving huh. forward, but it's not efficient. And I, and I really feel that's how the economy is right now. Wow. So do you think real estate is going to level off? Uh, is it going yes. to crash? Is it no, going to just decline? Well, what do you think? Uh, in my Forbes article, which I would encourage everybody to read, I know a lot of realtors were scared when I wrote this article. Look, if you're a good realtor and you really are good at what you do, you'll be just fine. But the people who have just been riding the wave for the last decade and not really you know, marketing themselves and really know their market, they might find it a bit more challenging. Uh, A couple of things. Number one, I do think real estate, and I'm talking now, by the way, I'm not talking about Marin County. I'm not talking about Silicon Valley. I'm talking about nationwide, Nationwide. entire nation. Okay. Uh, So let's just caveat on that. Nationwide housing will flatten out for, which is a healthy thing because I would argue the rate of increase was historically very high for the last three years. It was. You know, so to have it curtail for a while, have things calm down, um, you know, having the housing shortage thing work itself out, those are all healthy, healthy things. Now, the other, the other parts of it, and I think this is what's important for anybody who's a, a home seller, you're going to have to get used to the idea and maybe hire Pacific private money to work with you on it. You're going to have to get used to carrying paper. You're going to have to get used to deals will get done bridging with bridge loans of hard money. Because yeah. the banks are not going to give you a, a, a juicy 30-year conventional mortgage with you uh, basically, you know, putting 10% down. Those days are over. Yeah, gotcha. I, I, I wonder if they're going to uh, uh, change the reserve requirements for banks if they haven't already. That's one thing. Okay, we're going to cut to our second commercial break. But I tell you, it goes very, very quickly here. 
Uh, who did Pat Morita play on the ABC sitcom Happy Days? So you have to go back to the 70s for that. Mm-hmm. Pat Morita, he was on the show Happy Days. What was, uh, who did Pat Morita play? What was his character on the TV show Happy Days? First caller with the correct answer uh, at 888-912-1190 gets that certificate uh, from Tan Bella, which is worth over $100. Stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Ken Winans. Our second trivia question, who did Pat Morita play on the ABC sitcom Happy Days? I thought he worked in the diner or was the chef or something. Yeah, I, he owned the diner. What was his name? Okay. I don't remember his name. Arnold. Arnold. Because okay. the name of the uh, place is called Arnold's. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there you go. You know, make a quick mention here also for the Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge in Tahoe. A beautiful place. It's got all this great beachfront. Um to, you got to check them out at, the, at TahoeLakeLodge.com. All right. So, Ken, uh, you're a best-selling author. Uh, you've written books. You've written articles. Uh, what advice do you have for people today who, let's say, get away from real estate for a minute? Because uh, the stock market's been um, – yeah, it's had some, it's up days. It's down days. Uh, the, the, I think, what was it? The, the 2000s were the uh, lost decade, they call it. Yeah. Um, is that going to happen? So was the so were the seventies. the The stock market literally went flat and sideways for a decade. Well, fifty it dropped fifty percent in seventy four, seventy five, right? It did, and then it came back, and then. It, but if you take where you were, you know, the very beginning of nineteen seventy to where you were at the end of nineteen seventy nine, the Dow Industrial Average went up a whopping two percent. There you go. And and by the way, not including inflation was a loss. Here's the thing: we we've gotten used to. Um, Everything, you name it, uh, you know, real estate being worth more than it probably really is worth in a normal thing. Yeah. Stocks having just momentum, just buy the market, you know, just forget what you're buying by the market. Bonds, where you, you know, the, the actual coupon on the bonds was 6%. You've been consistently used to getting 7 to 8% every year because the price of the bonds increased. I'm suggesting that you can make money but you just can't buy anything and everything and hope it's going to go up. Uh, hope is for your religious institution. It's not for investing. And I think that a good case in point in the stock market, I remember my mentor told me a long time ago, it's not a stock market. It's a market for stocks. And you're going to find individual companies within industries that are making money, doing fine. Back in the seventies, if you did not have oil and gas in your portfolio, you made no money. Okay. You just, you made nothing. So you're going to also, uh, you're going to have to be used to having concentrated positions, meaning you might have more of a certain type of industry than others. I, I mean, it's, it, I know people don't want to hear this, especially in the Bay Area, but I don't necessarily think tech stocks are going to lead the way. I think it's going to be more commodity-based companies that lead the way re- really for the foreseeable yeah. future. And part of it is because everybody bought all their new stuff during COVID. 
They bought all their new stuff. Gotcha. They don't well, need also, any- all the commodities seem to, you know, there always seems to be a shortage right now. You know, you have the Ukraine with the grain and, you know, people go to the store and eggs are up 38%. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and that brings up a good point. Uh, the number one thing that I've been an advocate of is that people are going to have to warm up. I, I mean, I, I, for people who saw the movie Trading Places and they were going to lose all their money and it's very dangerous. And, and yes, you're 100% right. You know, that you can lose your money if you're dumb in any avenue, real estate, stocks, bonds, you name it, you can lose everything if, you, if you're not smart. But here's my point, that I do think commodities are going to have to be part of the portfolio. You've got to dust off what your parents and grandparents did in the 70s. And it was very typical to have commodities as part of your portfolio. So, uh, and, but the good news is this, Edward, we do have exchange traded funds that are in commodities. They're okay. The problem is you can't really sell them real easily. You can't short them. Number two, is there, there are places, you know, Charles Schwab has the ability for people to open up commodities accounts. There are commodity trading advisors, just like there are money managers and stocks and bonds. So I'm just suggesting that if people do really want to not play defense during this inflation cycle, they're going to need to reposition their portfolio. Same in real estate. Um, I wrote in my article, I'm of the opinion, I know this is heresy to anybody who goes with location, location, location. I actually think it's going to be remodeled, remodeled, remodeled. If you're, if you, I think the fixer upper, unless you are an expert, the thought you're going to find the workers, you're going to find the materials needed to do the and, and, and the products. I think you've got a multi-year construction project you might very well be living in compared to, you know what, maybe the view's not quite as nice, but this house is plug and play and ready to go and has been fully remodeled. And I think of Marin County, the number of older properties that, you know, they're, they're multi-million dollar teardowns. Yeah. I mean, in the normal world, that's okay. But one, you might have trouble get them, getting the financing for it. Two, yeah. like I said, I, I think that so there's going to be a shift in even real estate. You just can't buy anything and everything and hope for the best. You really need to be on top of it. And so, yeah, delay, supply, supply chain delay, trying to find yeah. workers. Uh, yeah. And then and it's interesting because a lot of, and especially the, uh, I can't even call them yuppies anymore. We're a few few generations past that now. Is uh, they they want the plug and play? You know, they're so busy working that they just, yeah. they don't have time to to fix these things up. I'm kind of curious though. There's there seems to be, uh, you know, because real estate had gone up so much and and hasn't plummeted. Isn't there still a lot of equity in a lot of people's houses? Sure, there is. Yeah, I I think well, and you know, it, it depends what part of the country. I mean, I do. I mean, I can tell you. It's clearly the Vegas market had a, a, a pronounced drop. Yeah. Uh, I think you could probably look at areas of Southern California, uh, you know, anywhere where it was not uh, with people having to now go back to work and now fighting commutes again. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think that there, there were some drops. I mean, I, I'm Florida, Florida, I know for a fact had a pretty big drop. So, but no, there is equity there. It's not like, it's not like 2008 where mm-hmm. it just, you, you, you just got wiped out. It's not the same game, but remember too, that people did have to have equity to buy these new houses. The nothing down thing didn't take hold like it did 12 and 13 years ago. Yeah, that's the thing is it, back then it was more of a credit bubble. Yeah. Uh, and, and so now at least the banks are a little bit tighter or a lot tighter on that. Hey, tell you what, we're going to go to our third trivia question here. Which state is the TV show or was the TV show Bonanza set in? What state? 
Oh, is that, it's a, that's a pretty easy one. All right, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing, Edward Brown, along with Ken Winans. Uh, Let's see here, third trivia question. Which state is the TV show, or was the TV show, Bonanza set in? I think it's Nevada. Nevada, yeah, that's right. Right down Carson City, if I remember correctly. Well, Virginia, Um, I think it's called Virginia City. Oh, that's right. No, you're right. It was Virginia City. Because yeah. it had the little, the little thing burns. Burning, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right yeah. Right. That? That's funny what you remember. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I, love that. I love the music, too. Um, you know, it's so funny. I remember uh, there was a comedian who was pretending to be Lauren Green, the father, and his, his voice was perfect for, for, for that. And uh, he goes, yeah, you remember my boy, Haas. He goes, two women died giving birth to him. We had a heck of a time getting that hat out. <laughs> so, uh, Ken, you, you actually, um, a lot of people who are listening may not know who you are, but you actually are rated by Morningstar. Yeah, we are. Not everybody uh, is. Well, it's a big deal because now to get a Morningstar ranking, you know, again, and understand, you know, there's a lot of players in the financial service industry. We are what you call an investment manager. We're not a wealth manager, even though we've opened up a wealth management company, which deals with financial planning and insurance and all that. We're a lot of those wealth managers hire firms like my firm to physically manage the portfolios. So the, the investment managers, the way that we are, you know, basically are, scored or ranked, you have to have an audited track record. And then a firm like Morningstar, which is an international third party rating agency. It's not play. It's not pay to play. They're completely independent of us. We can't influence anything at all. Unlike the rating agencies with bonds. Yeah. Um, And so they compare us to other investment managers in our area. So like in our case, we're what we call an asset allocation manager. We have all growth portfolios, 75% 75% stock, 25% bond, 50-50, 25-75, all the way down to all income. Four of our five strategies are top ranked by Morningstar uh, across the board in all time frames. And then ironically, I'm very proud of this, you know, the last 12 months has been hell. It's been a roller coaster for everybody, up yeah. and down. Yeah. And we're actually, our equity portfolios are in the top 1% of performance against anybody in general equity investments. So we, wow. we beat a lot of big players. But the reason we did it was that we raised a lot of cash in January. We hedged, we, we put uh, a hedge, not to get too deep in the weeds, is okay. the ability, to, it's, a, it's a vehicle that goes up when the market goes down. We put hedges in our portfolio and we raised just a lot of cash. And we sold off a lot of tech stocks. So we, we, we minimized the damage. Wow. And... Uh, so uh, you have more than one fund, though, correct? Well, it's not really a fund. Really what it a is fund. is yeah. that no, it's called what they call separate managed accounts. So um, all of our clients have their money at a third-party custodian. So they have it at Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, um, uh, Pershing, which is a firm many people yeah. might not yeah. hear of, but they they hold the money. We don't hold the money. We it's a bit like the difference between a bank and an accountant. 
The accountant gives you advice. The bank holds the money. It's the same thing. Yeah, we, that's how I see it. So uh, in our case, uh, people can contract us to build them five separate types of portfolios, or they can have a combination of those if they want to have a blend. And then we, we basically, excuse the pun from Bonanza, but we're a hired gun. Our job is to implement the game plan and, and make it work. I, I have a, a you know, pretty kind of funny the guy's a former uh, CEO of a very large retail chain. Uh, uh, and, and somebody I, you know, you'd all know if I mentioned his name, but anyway, he told me when we first hired me, he said, Ken, we're never going to be friends. I don't need a buddy. I don't need you to take me to ball games. You're a thoroughbred horse. You're made, <laughs> you're there to win. That's why I hired you. So, you know, there, you know, of course I do have close ties with most of the people. Many of my clients have been with me for, well, actually I have my founding clients 30 years yeah. or their children, but no, it's, um, but it is important that, you know, not all managers are the same. We all don't believe in buy and hold. There are different strategies. And then, as I mentioned, we've moved a lot into the commodity space. Um, early in my career, I actually worked in Chicago for a couple of years. I was actually one of those guys that worked with our traders in the pits, as they called it, with the crazy hand signs and all that. I, I was one of the analysts. So I'm very comfortable with commodities. And we actually formed a new company that is a commodity trading advisor because that area is just – it, most people have no idea where to go. Yeah. So a lot of our clients who say, I want to be in commodities and I trust you already. And I know, you know, your stuff. I'll yeah. trust you with some money in commodities. Hey, so, before I forget, uh, if people wanted to hire you, how, how would they get a hold of you? Well, look, uh, I mean, certainly go to our website, winansinvestments.com. Winans, W-I-N-A-N-S, or certainly look on your show's website. I know you have ours listed. And it's also important to note, we don't, uh, we don't have just one office. I actually have an office in Las Vegas, and I have an office in uh, Northern California, in Nevada. So it's, um, you know, we, have, we do service clients across the country. Okay, very good. Um, so right now, for the people who are a little skittish uh, economy-wise and uh, investing-wise, uh, I mean, I, I got to think that people would come in and you, you'd have to kind of take their pulse as to how aggressive they want to be. Uh, versus conservative. Um, what, what are you doing for your conservative clients? You know, a lot of it, well, and, and to say that too, I mean, people have just gotten older. I mean, the generation that went through 2008 and nine are, you know, 12 years older now, and a lot of them are in retirement at the worst possible time because going into retirement in an inflation cycle is usually not a good deal because your mm -hmm. costs keep going up. It's hard to gauge your budget. A lot of those, um, so conservative being relative, but I'd say that people who just say, look, I don't want any exposure to the stock market. Uh, we have them going into corporate bonds. These are, on average, they are three to five year maturing notes. These things are very liquid. You can turn around and sell them fairly easily. Big corporations, many of these corporations have been around for over 100 years. They're not exciting companies. They're not companies I would own the stock in, but I don't mind lending them money. Uh, and right now we're finding yields north of seven percent wow that's pretty good yeah. especially the thing is if you're if your duration is you know three to five years uh you're not going to have too much volatility oh, in the price if interest rates go up yeah that, well that's 100 percent true but also keep in mind there is uh, unlike a stock market bonds are more like real estate there there's no there's no central exchange so it's, you know, to try to build a bond portfolio on your own, I mean, we have brokers that we deal with where we buy our bonds. Yeah. I mean, we, we are shown parts of, you know, uh, mergers and acquisition deals that are put together 
and there's paper there on that, or they're spinning off a division like the G, you know, GE splitting itself up into four, four companies, actually. All those companies are going to have their own debt structures. Oh, okay. So, you, you know, we know where to go to ask about those things, but it, it's a different animal. Edward, what I would say is this. You asked about how things are going to change. Yeah. Um, I do think, and I, I, it's not to be uh, self-serving in any way, shape, or form, there's a lot of people out there who honestly believed that they knew what they were doing with their investments and they were going to do it all themselves. Yeah. And I remember I have a button of old, uh, like a little button I had on my jacket in Chicago. It said, don't confuse brains with a bull market. And I, now that the bull market is over, mm-hmm. you've separated the wheat from the shaft, so yeah. to speak. And a lot yeah. of people have realized I'm too close to this. I really don't understand this market. I mean, that crazy stuff that happened with Robin hood is another good example of it. It blew up. I, so people are going to have to say that, look, there's a reason you have professional attorneys, professional accountants, yeah. professional people in real estate, and professional investment advisors. And there's a handful of people who can do it themselves, but my opinion is most of them can't do it. And even if they can do it themselves, you got to keep the emotion out of it because well, everyone and, and, always sells at the wrong time. And, and, why do, and why do you want to spend your retirement days dealing with this stuff? I mean, exactly. Why? All right. Stay with us. We're going to best of investing. We'll be back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Ken Winans. Uh, Ken, one thing we haven't touched on yet are taxes, everyone's favorite topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, we, we all kind of know. I mean, it's been sort of thrown in our face. It looks like tax rates are going up. Um, when the president first came in, his big thing was nobody over $400,000 income is going to pay taxes. Now that seems to have gone out the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all. Well, you, you have, I mean, it, here's, and it's sadly predictable because this is, again, what happened in the 70s. The last time we had a 40% capital gains tax was in 1975. So we've tried all this, you know, the idea is raise taxes to pay all the debt and all the bills. Well, what happens is you actually get less money, not more. Uh, it, it's it's challenging for anybody in whether it's real estate, stocks, bonds, commodities. It's a challenge because we are the savers, and we're usually we're we're the geese that get plucked by the by various government agencies. Um, I do think California is going to play with their tax rates a bit. Um, we're going to continue to have people leaving the state. I, I know I, many of my clients are said they've had enough, mm-hmm. uh, and and actually many of them politically identify with the leaders in Sacramento, but they're leaving. So that tells you what you need to know there. Uh, Number two is that I actually think the first thing that's going to be changed is, is that the ranges on alternative minimum tax, I think will be lowered. Oh, so that more people are going to get hit by it. Yeah. I I think they're, they're going to do little things. That's called the hidden tax. Yeah. They're, they're going to hit where those of us who itemize our deductions, you're going to find things like that. They're already talking about reducing the cap on charitable giving which would be a disaster because charities right now need more money, not less. True. But they're still struggling from post-COVID. So, yeah, I mean, investors should get prepared for, um, you know, I, I mean, we know the 1031 has been on, on the crosshairs of Cross, many yeah. politicians. On the Trump. Yeah. Well, and I, I heard something about uh, something to do with hedge funds that 
they're going to get traded to something to do with their trading is going to be uh, at capital gain rates or something. Yes. I mean, they're actually, so it's one of those, uh, the rich get richer type of, uh, they must have a little bit of clout. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a, a thing that the, the Senator from Arizona held on, which I found kind of strange was called carried interest, which yeah, only pertains to private cap investors, which is a, a relatively small thing, but I'm just saying that we should all get used to it. And so what I suggest is this, you need to get together with your tax people and your investment people, and you need to formulate this post-COVID inflationary environment. Uh, how do we mitigate or balance out the tax hits? We're dealing with the volatility of the markets and, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that we don't take market value hits, but we don't get hit with taxes by over-trading. Mm-hmm. It's a very delicate balancing act, but it's important to get together with your people and start thinking about it. I would also say this. It's time to dust off the playbook on things like charitable giving. Many people held off on it during COVID. Um, you know, uh, barring the fact that it's good, it's good for society, it's a very nice tax write-off that is not subjected to alternative minimum tax. You might want to start looking at some things like that that maybe you didn't do before. And then I absolutely know for a fact, you know, uh, we, you, know you talked about wage and price controls. Well, rent controls. I mean, I know for a fact that many of my clients that have investment properties in California – they're doing 1031s out of California into other states because they don't have rent control in these states. So there's going to be a shifting around yeah. stuff. I wonder, uh, you know, if, if uh, the midterms come where, where if we actually do have, a, as they say, a red wave, how that's it's going to change. It will, well, it will hopefully stop anymore. And I mean, I, I am not a big fan of this inflation fighting bill that yeah. they just yeah. passed. You know, first off, you don't fight, inflation with what they're trying to do there. So, no, I, I'm actually of the opinion, you know, the pendulum always goes back and forth politically. Sure. And, you know, uh, it's very typical that mid, mid-term presidential terms have a shift in government and the parties mm-hmm. go against them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at, at all. All right, Ken Winans, thank you again for joining us. We're going to cut out. Here's our thoughts for the day. My wife said, hey, do you want to watch Batman Forever on Netflix tonight? And I said, no, nah, but I'll watch it for a couple of hours. And uh, uh, let's see here. And then uh, what's the worst part about crushing cans? It's so depressing. Oh, gee. Yeah, that's, that's a bad one. Okay. Yeah, keep your day job, Edward. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that's a, those are the dad jokes for today. All right. Tune in next week to the Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.